Welcome to the number one teaching podcast for teachers who do nothing and are staying positive about it. I'm your kindergarten teacher, Mike. And I'm Amanda, your middle school ELA teacher. How's nothing? Uh, nothing has been cruising along pretty, pretty steadily here. Been watching a lot of things, uh, been oh. reading some things, been eating Ooh, some what things. Are you reading? <laughs> um, lately, I'm still, ch- I'm still making my way through. Oh, I kind of. Uh, I'll start with the one thing. I'm making my way through the the Mozart um, biography I was telling you about a little while ago. Um, yes. That's been really good and very tragic, and it actually kind of ties into the other book I picked up because of a musical we were both talking about. Um, oh my god! And you probably the musical is there. <laughs> I think everyone knows. Yeah, Hamilton there came out. No other musicals. There are no other musicals. It's so good. Um, it was, uh, yeah, like me and Amanda are huge fans. And maybe we could talk about later. more later. <laughs> but, or now, I don't know. It'll take the whole episode. Yeah, I, yeah, that's true. Uh, but I was watching that. And then a while ago, I read the book, which uh, the musical was based off of, like years ago when the musical came out. And the book was great. And then that author wrote did a you book about it. Yeah, I did. I audiobooked it. It was amazing. I was um, talking to Liana about you. I'm sorry to cut you off. I was talking to Liana yeah. about you, and I was like, you know, Mike is such a like a bigger fan than I am because he had this <laughs> book our first year teaching together. I remember going to, to PDs with you, and you were carrying around this gigantic book, the Hamilton. Yeah. Was it? Was it? Well, that, yeah, right. It was that really big one, or was it the George Washington? It was one? actually yeah. So the next one, it was the Washington one because I did the audiobook for Hamilton. Um, I used to have, when I was going to Marist College, I would have, uh, you know, I'd come down to visit uh, Chrissy, my girlfriend, on the weekends. And those would be long, like two and a half hour drives. Um, so I got mm-hmm. big into audiobooks because those were great. And the Hamilton yeah. book was like 60 hours. I don't know. It was insane. It's like a 600 page book. I was going to um, ask you how long it is. It was super long. Uh, but it was it was narrated so well. And uh, I was like, I, I, I went like hard. I think last week we talked about how you know, we kind of pick up new things and go like super hard into them for a couple <laughs> weeks or, or months. Yep. Um, yep. So I got like the Hamilton bug. I devoured the musical, listened to it a bunch of times. And then I was like, all right, got to know more. It's heavily based on this book. Um, so I jumped into the book and loved that. It was so good. And then um, I read he did a Washington book, too. So then I picked up the, the physical Washington book, which is like a, a textbook. It's huge. Um, mm-hmm. And I got like... 400 pages into that one which is a lot for me but um then i just kind of yeah I but it's stopped. like 5,000 pages yeah that's like halfway through the book <laughs> <laughs> um and it's really really good so then i started to and then uh re-watching hamilton this weekend i was like shit i gotta finish that because it was really really good um yeah and it kind of reignited so then i jump I'm, I'm jumping back into that book um while also reading uh this mozart book which i really liked um, and both of them, I, like Hamilton, you know, kind of start his life starts in, in tragedy. You know, his his cousin commits suicide. His father leaves him. His mother dies. Um, and this Mozart book too. It it started with like his family just losing all these siblings. They had like seven kids in the span of like a couple years, and only him and his older sister survived. It was crazy. Wow. Um, yeah. So I, I've been reading about that a little bit. Um, very very. Very cool stuff, but uh, yeah, I've been doing that. Obviously, watching Hamilton, yeah, doing some reading, doing some drawing for our book, which is very exciting. Book. Yeah, our so super fun. duper. Um, yeah, so nothing too crazy. How's uh, how's the nothing going by you? Um, nothing has been 
amazing. <laughs> um, I did have like we ventured out to the beach and it was a stupid beach day, but I won't get into that. Was, um, <laughs> beach was uh, it was beach. annoying. <laughs> stupid, stupid beach day. I love the beach, but it was a bad day. Um, yeah. But other than that, I have been. Um, I've been, uh, I've watched Hamilton twice with Liana. Yeah. Um, we had, um, some family over for Domino's. Oh. And, oh, wait. Um, I initially thought the pizza or the game? The game. Okay. <laughs> wait, for some reason you said Domino's. Like, wow, that's weird to bring the family together for. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> right? <laughs> Come over and <laughs> Domino's. No, it was funny because Lionel's family, my husband, his family, he invited his family over because he just, he wanted like family over so yeah um and so he invited his aunts and and a one uncle and a cousin and they came over to play um dominoes and the aunts like three aunts like totally took over my kitchen <laughs> as like... they do every time they come they like yeah. totally just like they're like get out of here little girl we are taking <laughs> over and honestly like these women should own a restaurant because their food is ridiculous oh damn so i'm always happy about it like they always leave me extra groceries and they leave me like food that's done so i don't have to cook the next day and then they cook for everyone and they clean everything and scrub it down and so oh. that was a highlight for me. I didn't play ah. dominoes. I was in the room with the girl, so Liana <laughs> and her cousin Liza. We were in the room together watching Hamilton. And um, yeah, and being fed. meanwhile, dominoes in the background. Yeah, that Lionel was whatever. I don't know. I don't have any idea what was going on over there, but it was wonderful for me. That's amazing. So, yeah. And did Liana like Hamilton? She's obsessed. Listen, it's ridiculous. <laughs> she is beyond obsessed with Hamilton. Like oh, she's amazing. starting to make me sick of the songs. Like every time that I'm <laughs> yeah, yep. she's like singing the... and I'm like, just shh, I heard it. That's already. amazing. <laughs> yeah. She loves it. She really, really loves it. Oh, that's so good. Um, yeah. nice. So I wanted to ask you and um we don't have to. This can be a secret and then you can cut this out later if not. But Oh, okay. Um should we tell the people a little bit about the book? Yeah, I think so. Get everyone hyped okay. up. We're going to say this. Okay. Okay. Our forthcoming book is one in a series of books. That's true. That is about my two daughters. They are the main characters. And they are half Dominican and half Puerto Rican. And um, the first book has nothing to do with their culture. The first <laughs> book is very fantastical and yeah. fun and amazing. And Mike is doing such a great job drawing these like crazy images that were in my brain. He's making them <laughs> even better than I pictured. So fun. Um, so that's about love and family, that book. Yeah. And then the next books that are coming out are going to be like For the Culture. And they're going to be so bomb. And I'm so yeah, excited I'm very about them. Um, and yeah, that's... You have a whole uh, universe planned out. Or a Le yeah, Leon there's a whole universe. I'm going to tell you. Let me tell you why. Because my <laughs> kids have lots of questions. They ask me so many questions. And I'm a big book person. And I'm yeah. like, how come there are no books to answer these questions? Like, that's there awesome. are some, but not... Right? So... Yeah. There are books about, like, Puerto Rico and the island, and then there's books about being American, but there are not a whole lot of New Yorican um, 
books that are answering the questions that my kids are asking me. So, or well, so like Dominican because they're they're both mixed. So, they it is um, yeah we like getting into this has been what nothing is for me though because I've been writing yeah. a lot and researching a lot and like trying to put into um, words for my children what their their history and culture and background is and why their hair is curly and why their skin looks like it does and you know who their ancestors are and what they're mixed with and like you know folk tales from Puerto Rico and VR and it's just been great so yeah. that's we what's said- coming out of us <laughs> bam yeah get ready <laughs> for it great. it's been so much fun i love i i've been loving drawing it and yeah we say nothing but like nothing i think so much yeah <laughs> it's a little so nothing much. and a little it's like the things we wish we had more time to work on when when we're teaching as well you know when we're, yeah yeah this would not happen if summer vacation didn't exist it's so much fun yeah wow um so much fun. yeah this um before this, Mike and I were having a whole conversation about curl patterns, which is fun. Times. Oh, yeah. We're getting into the nitty gritty of, of curls. <laughs> <laughs> it will be good. Very exciting stuff. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I've been having a blast doing that. I've been having a blast just reading or just like looking at more kids' books, illustrations, and like uh, looking at those illustrators and authors. And it's been so much fun. Um, yeah. But, oh, you know what I wanted to bring up too? Um, the, the Frozen 2 documentary thing that's up on Disney+, Plus, which kind of segues into um, illustrating and what we were talking about earlier with um, uh, kind of like, well, not on this podcast, but earlier, like on a previous episode of the podcast, we were talking about uh, great leadership skills um, that we'd love to see from like, you know, the administration and stuff. Um, yeah. And this is something I have seen in my school a couple of times and, and maybe... Um, I don't know if you've seen this in your school, but like people who treat everyone equally, um, like no matter what kind of rank you're at, you know, and it doesn't matter if you're a first year teacher or you've been there for 20 years, things like that. Right. Um, yeah. In this Frozen 2 documentary, it was really good. It's up on Disney Plus. And I went into it expecting it to be kind of like a fluff piece, like, oh, you know, it's it's made by Disney. It's like this, this was Frozen 2. Everyone yeah. loved it. It was so much fun to make the end. Um, yeah. But I didn't know they had some real struggles with that that movie like coming up with the plot and the songs and you know the song show yourself at the end yes yes yes. um i love that song yeah and you know how it's um it's the mother singing to her yes they didn't figure that out until like four months before the movie was supposed to come out and they had like yeah they didn't know that they were like thinking like okay something's calling to her but we don't know what and the songwriters are, are calling in every day like hey, we got to know what this voice is, like, because the whole song's around it. They were going to scrap it from the movie because in, uh, yeah, it was crazy. They had all these test screenings and, and everyone was confused about it. Like, they, they screened it for kids, they screened it for adults. Um, it was so interesting. But it, it showed me this, like, amazing collaboration between uh, the director, one of the directors, her name is Jennifer Lee, I believe. I hope I, I remember it. Jennifer Lee, um, she was a director of the first one, wrote the story on the first one among, you know, with other people. But she really was like there in the documentary. They show animators who have been working there for like a couple of years, and like pro veterans who worked on all the like last Frozen. They had people who worked on like Aladdin there, and like these longtime um, animators. And she yeah. would really like you could tell she was listening. She spoke to everyone the same way. She would genuinely like listen to people's ideas and then kind of spitball her own ideas. Like oh, um, you know, an Into the Unknown. 
when she's kind of running yeah. at the end, she's like, how could I follow you into the unknown? They were having yes. this trouble with her run because she was doing these little like hops at the end. And then she's like, oh, well, what if she kind of like ice skate out, ice skates out onto the top of that mountain and kind of slides a little bit. So it shows she's like kind of holding herself back. Like she wants to go out, but, you know, she can't quite reach it. Um, mm-hmm. And that whole scene, it's like a bunch of people pitching things. And, and together they kind of come up with this idea. It was really kind of beautiful how it came about. Um, and, you know, they got these ideas from, like, first-year animators. It was really, really cool. Um, I thought that could apply to education and, and teaching in the classroom as well. Um, or just, like, you know, what what kind of leadership you'd like to see. Just listening um, to everyone. like Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just, yeah, just listening to people and, like, realizing that an idea is an idea. Like, yeah, you know, exactly. I don't, it's, I was having a conversation with Liana um, similar to this. Where she was telling me, wow, this is this is going somewhere totally different. But she was telling me that she was a um, when she was in the tap class, you know, those top classes, the talented and gifted uh, programs, gifted yeah. and talented classes. She's she's always been in those classes. Her school now doesn't have them, but in her elementary school, it had it. They had them, and yeah. she was saying like that she was like reflecting on herself and her own beliefs and her own like feelings and she used to feel like her her ideas were more valuable oh wow really she used to feel yeah like she used to feel she's really she feels really horribly about it (laughs) oh no but she but um yeah she's like this this goes into um yeah, okay, so let me start from the beginning. Can I tell you what was going on with Liza, her cousin Liza and her in the bedroom when we yeah. went to go watch Hamilton? So we went to go watch Hamilton. Her cousin Liza is two years older than her, right? So Liana's 13 and Liza's 15. And Liza is really smart, just like Liana is. So Liana has all 90s and 100s on her report card. Her lowest grade was 85 in gym, um, but <laughs> everything else is like... 92, yeah. 93, 96, 98, 100, 99, like that. Oh, and yeah. that's great. Like, I think it's beautiful. Um, not that she has to do that, but it's really nice <laughs> that she can. Um, yeah. And her cousin came over, and her cousin showed her her grades, and her cousin's lowest grade is a 96. And I think she had, like, two or three 96. Damn. 96s, and then everything else was 100. Um and so Liana automatically was like, oh, man, I thought I was smart. Aww. And her cousin was like, you're smarter than I was at your age. Yeah. And I was like, Aww. no, but you're smarter than me now. And I, and I was like, wait, whoa. <laughs> like, you're both it. amazing. Yeah. So yeah. I had to tell them, like, guys, you don't have to make yourself smaller for anyone else like both of you you know like liana realized that you were very happy with your performance before you saw liza's and the performance hasn't changed like you you did the best your best and it's fantastic and liza can get thousands and that doesn't change that you did really really well and like liza you did really great and you are very smart and you don't have to be less smart for Liana, you don't have to yeah. do that. Like, you have to put you yourself both... down to lift someone else up. Yeah, don't do that. So then 
we had a whole that's where this conversation came up because we had a whole conversation about that liana and i and she was like i just don't want to be a narcissist so i i do i always kind of like wow. push myself down like to make because this and it was like the second time that i've witnessed it recently where she like one of her friends was like oh, i wish i had your body her friend has like a, a, a you know self-image issues and she mm-hmm. said to liana like i wish i had your body and liana was like oh please i'm a twig and i was like what oh. you don't have to <laughs> Call yourself names to make someone else more comfortable. Why are you doing yeah. that? Um, and she was like, "I that she doesn't want to be a narcissist because she realized when she was younger, uh, being in the top top class and being competitive, she used to look down on people, or she used to, oh wow, you know, equate her self worth with, you know, how she measured yeah, the up class with other people. Yeah, wow. and um, that." You know, she she reflected on that, and it, it bothered her that that was like a like the truth for her, and she um, so she like intentionally tries to not do that. And I wanted to ask you, like, do you find yourself doing that sometimes? Is that like a middle school girl thing, or do you think that's a everybody thing? I think I to even be reflecting about these things at at thirteen is pretty insane to me. Not that she like I mean in a good way. That's amazing, and I I think that kind of introspection is like. I mean, that's so that's so valuable at such a young age, because that's how you do learn and grow. It's like you take a look at your past and you're like, wow, you know, I think everyone's had those feelings like, oh, my God, I can't believe I did that back then. Um, I've absolutely felt that way. And, you know, I I feel like more people should should be doing that a lot. Um, I mean, not a lot, not a lot. Do you but do you feel, you know, but do do you feel like um, like you shrink yourself sometimes oh oh i see um you know what yeah i i feel like i have thought those things but as i've grown older you kind of you kind of start to realize like what when you're thinking these things that they're not productive and they're not helpful um you know it's like okay well there's no reason i mean there's that meme it's like you're ready to go to sleep and your brain brings up like a huge mistake from your past (laughs) you know that will make you groan uh, it's like at that point there is you can struggle with those thoughts but ultimately like you can take the lesson from that and and learn and grow like it seems like Liana's doing um it's like and, it's like Aaron Burr says that the world is big enough for me and Hamilton yeah exactly <laughs> yeah the world was wide enough for both of them you had enough, uh, wide enough yeah yeah he realized that too late but um yeah I think realizing those things at such a young age that, like that's that's incredible but, um, yeah, you got to learn to, like, filter out the, like, okay, this is just nonsense, and I'm just bringing myself down, and how does that help anybody? Um, right. Which is hard, you know, easier said than done. I think that, that um, um, but that that's such an important thing to learn, I think, when you're maybe younger, too. It's like, yeah, you can, you know, sometimes when, uh, it's okay to just listen, you know, you don't always have to, like, say, oh, you know, I, I you know, I wish I had this, I wish I had that. Um, and I would absolutely yeah. do that with my friends. I think I still do to a degree. I'm probably not as conscious about it. Um, yeah. But uh, that that's uh, something that I, I think everyone probably struggles with. At least I, I know I have. Have you ever have done that? Like when you're like yeah. or still do? Yes. Speaking to Liana, we stayed up really late the other night um, talking about this because I feel like I've always felt like I needed to be, and I think for her too, right, she's in this stage where she feels like she has to be either on one side or the other. You have to be the one looking down on people or you have to look down on yourself. Oh. And 
there's you don't actually have to do either one of those things like she feels like in order to not be narcissistic which i mean the introspection just proves that she's not narcissistic like the fact that she even knows what narcissism means (laughs) yeah i I did not know the fact that you like are noticing that you could be a better friend and that you need to you know not do that shows that you have empathy and that you don't you know you're not a narcissist you're fine yeah (laughs) um oh my god mike i'm watching people set off fireworks right now oh nice (laughs) they i never knew who it was that was i never knew who was setting off these fireworks all night and here they are they just rolled up in a car just to set off fireworks and oh my god you got them um so um so yeah, she. What was I saying? She. Um, um, oh, we stayed up really late, and yeah, I was yeah. saying to her like, "Yeah, you don't have to. Just because um, you don't want to, um, you know, put yourself above people and and look down on people, doesn't mean that you have to victimize yourself. Like, don't, um, don't be mean yeah. to yourself now. You just there's no reason to be mean at all. Like, yeah, ever to anyone." including you, so let's <laughs> stop. Um, but then she was looking at me sideways because she was like, oh, well, Liza has all these great grades and she doesn't read. She told me all she reads is manga or manga. How do you say it? Manga, uh, manga. yeah. Manga. Nice. And <laughs> I never read manga in my life, but <laughs> um, it seems cool. But she was like, she tells me that's all she, that's all she reads and uh, we're always reading, like, do you think that you need to read to be smart? Yeah, wow. That's a great question. question. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? I, I mean, I think you have to be smart about what you do read. Um, because, mm-hmm. yeah, I do think you, you do need to, to be able to read <laughs> to be, like, I think to, to educate. You know, if you want to, like, if you want to educate yourself and you want to learn about things, yeah, I think you do have to, yeah. to know how to read. Absolutely. Um, but I think it's such a trap because it's like you read so much stuff in high school it just burned my interest in reading so hard because like burned it you know like i I didn't want to do it um because all these books i mean even in retrospect like i didn't like some of them like i i like to kill a mockingbird i thought that was great um great gatsby was all right um i struggled i struggled with that one i struggled with uh the glass menagerie we had to read that loved catcher in the ride that was awesome love 1984 that was great when it, so it, it mm-hmm. kind of hit upon, you know, it made you feel things, which it, it sounds kind of simple to say, like, oh, yeah, you want to read something that makes you feel a certain way. But uh, to mm-hmm. be able to connect to a book, and for someone who doesn't like reading, it sounds like she probably has never read something that made her feel something that connected to her personally. Yeah. yeah, I think that Liana was equating reading with, like, grades, like, you know, getting higher yeah. grades, but really it's, it's supposed to build empathy in you it's supposed to make you understand the world around you outside of like whatever the hell is going to show up on your report card right Um, exactly like you're not just reading for like vocabulary and stuff you're reading because you genuinely want to know the story or what happens next if she's reading manga she's probably i mean there's some really great ones out there um That would that I mean that was me. I, I read a ton of comics and manga in, in middle school, high school. I, I mean, I still do. But um, yeah. and that drew my attention. It was amazing characters, amazing stories. Um, they're designed so you want to come back for more. You know, it's like always ending on those cliffhangers. But uh, 
but that's great. That means but, she she found something she likes, you know. Yeah, and I don't think that you need to like. Re- I don't think that you have to read like for leisure. You don't have yeah. to. Not everybody really likes that. I don't think that that's a mark of an intelligent person. Like some people yeah. have this misconception that like if you're always reading that you're like super smart, but you could be reading fucking Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> you know what I mean? No shade of shade. Um, you can, you can read literally, and you don't have to find, and I know a lot of kids are like averse because of like school, right? And they, they're forced and then they don't want to, which is what Liza said, that she was forced and that's why she doesn't really like it. Um, but, um, but if you, if you do, then there is a benefit to it. I mean, the same way that some people like are super into movies, like you can get so much. Yeah, no, it's just another, it's another way, it's another medium to experience a story. Um, And yeah, you can get that through, you know, musicals, you can get that through movies, comics, uh, shows. That's true. Yeah, I don't mean, I want to revise my answer a little bit. I don't mean to say that, like, you have to know, you know, you have to, only smart people read or or vice versa, only people who read are smart. Right. Um, I do, I mean, I, I like, that's one of the things I love is teaching little kids how to read, but doing it in a, in a fun way that, that that's engaging, you know. Um, right. I think that's great. Right. But yeah, I, at the same time, like, I, I don't know. I think there is, a, I don't even know, I'm not sure if you call it a stigma, but like, yeah, people who read constantly are like, oh, those people are so much smarter than me. I don't read. I'm not, you know, I'm not smart. Or I don't. Yeah. Um, it's like, you could just be reading a fun story. <laughs> you know, it's not like you're reading about. Yeah, it's not know. a status symbol. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be done with the intention of getting smarter. Yes, it, yeah. I mean, you will. I mean, if it, the story is good, it's going to it's going to make you think. Um, but it doesn't. I don't think that reading should be equated yeah. like all you the time. With like, yeah, with being smart. Um, yeah. And you know what? I want to ask you. I like and I thought about this for a while because I used to get like smart shamed in school. Because I wasn't, I still don't think I'm very smart. But uh, my friends, we do all these like trivia things, and mm-hmm. you know, like just random trivia. And I remember I was with my like, I, I was with my like, uh, you know, I had like a church group, and I was trying to um, get my like my confirmation. And we were going yeah. to Philly, and we were on this bus ride, and they were playing this trivia game, and it was all random stuff like, what's the state bird of this? Blah blah. blah. And I didn't yeah. know any of these answers. I was like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Why would you know the state bird or whatever? Um, yeah. and these kids were making fun of me. And I was like, what? And they were saying I wasn't smart, um, which is just a mean thing to say. But then I was thinking about yeah. what is, what does it mean to be smart? Like, does, does knowing a certain fact over someone else make you more intelligent than them? Um, and I think it's interesting that they, that this girl and Liana are like comparing levels of intelligence because. Based on I, a number. Well, right. Based on a number. It's like, how do you measure someone's intelligence? Intelligence. Or, like. How could, what makes someone smart and what makes someone not smart? Um, yeah. And I think, and I don't know if you want to start talking about this now, but I, when I was reading the first chapter of um, the book we're going to discuss, that kind of rang true to me a little bit with what he was talking about, how there's different ways to learn and like what reson- what really worked for him in school versus what didn't work. <laughs> We are going to be discussing, um, if you follow us on Instagram, which you should be following us on Instagram. Oh, my C-H-C-A-S-T. I posted that we are going to be talking about C.J. Reynolds' new book, 
Um, well, it's not really new anymore, huh? He posted. He um, yeah, came out April, right? Months ago now. Yeah. Um, it's called Teacher Class Off, and <laughs> yeah, I was so excited when I found out this book was coming out because, um, I've been following CJ Reynolds for a while, and like, yeah, he's I great. love his. He's a teacher. He's an educator. He's a high school English teacher. Um, he's been in the game way longer than we have. Um, <laughs> yeah. And he um, he's also like a YouTuber. He's like a social media like he's amazing. Like he's all over the place. And yeah. um, so he does these like Sunday night teacher talks. Have you ever seen a Sunday night teacher talk? I've seen a few of them. I've seen the Instagram live um, once. Is that a, is that the same thing? Different. Okay. Um. Yeah, but he does Sunday night teacher talks on YouTube, and I have gone on a couple of times and asked him a question that he's answered, and he's given me, like, really great answers, um, which have so been cool. helpful. Um, and I kind of feel like he's my friend in my head, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so when he said that he was, he had, that this book was coming out, I was so excited. I, like, pre-ordered it. Um, and so here we are. We have to talk about this book here. Yeah. Um, so the way we're going to do it is we're going to do um, 20 pages at a time, right? You yeah. down for that, Mike? Yeah. So I think 20 pages is good because so much a is packed into just like the first. Yeah. It kind of works out so, where it's like that's about a chapter. At least so far. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think that's what first 20 is like. Yeah, yeah. It's a little more. Like maybe two chapters. Yeah. Almost. I don't know. Anyway, but it works because um, um, a lot is packed into those twenty pages, and we can really dive into this. Um, also, we read this book to make us smarter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God! <laughs> now I'm smart. I can go tell those kids. Hey. <laughs> you need to read because. <laughs> you need to read because. <laughs> so the book starts. Tell me what you think. The book starts um, with this forward. What did you think about the forward from his um, his former student? Love that it was from a student. And love, well, all right. So I have this too. I'm, and I don't know if this is going to get disproven from the rest of the book. Um, okay. So, okay. The, it starts with him uh, or with his student talking about him and how, you know, he, uh, the student hated, hated Mr. Reynolds at first, um, yeah. which is kind of hilarious and a really funny way to start your book. But, um, <laughs> yeah. At the end of this little forward, they talk about how they—it's been an honor to know this person. This—they've been, uh, you know, CJ Reynolds has been such a huge part of their life. Um, mm -hmm. And then, like, right after oh, wait, that, we should say we should hold on. We should yeah. say spoilers ahead. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There will be spoilers in this review. Oh, so if sure. You yeah. Do not want spoilers? Don't listen to the rest of this podcast. Karen. Oh, that was good. <laughs> yeah, because I was about to say. I mean, it's like the first one. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, it shows they have pictures of uh, of them at their birthday party, which is, like, incredibly heartwarming. Uh, but it's, like, yeah. all the things you want to be or, like, the ideal situation you kind of think of when you think of, like, wow, uh, you know, being a teacher. This is what I want to so... do. Yeah, exactly. Um, mm -hmm. And it's, it's like, I don't know, it, it's, it is incredibly inspiring. It's the image, like, I, I like to have myself, like, when I'm older, <laughs> you know, hopefully being a teacher yeah. like this. Yeah. Um, but, and then it's interesting, like, the first, uh, you know, he has this, uh, the introduction um, mm -hmm. where he kind of talks about, like, he, you know, modifying his lessons to his students' interests. He has lessons on Fortnite and Walking Dead, which is amazing. Um, yeah. 
But as I'm reading this and I, I get to like the first chapter and he boom just goes into saying that his dad died when he was four, which isn't like incredibly mm-hmm. open and personal. And you kind of get the sense it's like, oh, if this is how he talks to, you know, his audience, it's probably how he talks yeah. to his students. Um, yeah. You could already see like the kind of effect he'll, he'll have on, on these probably impressionable kids who maybe don't have this kind of relationship in their lives. Um, I mean, and if you think about the stories that you're reading, Mozart and Hamilton, we know from experience that beauty comes from pain. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) He's bound to be great because there has been tragedy in the beginning. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) This is opening number. Um, (laughs) I was reading that sentence. I'm like, okay, yeah, his his father passed when he was four. That's that's insane. Um, You know, so tragic. And then thinking back to like, you know, he has kind of been this father figure in so many kids' lives now. And I wonder if he was, and again, he might uh, like address this in in future chapters. I'm not sure. But already Mm -hmm. he's kind of setting himself up to be this like this father figure that maybe he isn't doing it consciously, but, you know, going to these kids' birthday Mm -hmm. parties, he's he's, uh, letting them tell him these like very emotional and sometimes and often tragic stories. Uh, being maybe yes. the ear he never had when he was growing up. And and again, he doesn't talk too much about his relationship with his mother yet, so I don't know if that's going to be a, a bigger part of the book. Um, but I do find it really interesting that he mentions the dad thing, and he hasn't really talked about it too much, um, again, in these first like few chapters. But I think there's like this huge connection here with the relationship he's forming with these students. This, like, yes, this kind of like father figure, but also at the same time... I not much more than that. I don't want to say much more than that, but like evolving it to be a, a, a teacher who is, I would say, a very progressive teacher. Um, she, you know, in she terms calls of, him like family. She says that he's family. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and that that was a big that was a big takeaway for me. And I don't know, it was like a very uh, a very kind of somber opening to the book. Just saying, like, boom, yeah, uh, he he doesn't love to he something in his DNA doesn't let him give up. And he's this yeah. person who, you know, had this tragic loss, but is now this incredibly, like, motivational figure in a lot of kids' lives. Also, that he wrote a quote about um, wishing that he had loved him more, right? Wasn't that? Yes, that was, yeah. yeah. I say that I feel like he's pouring that love that he wished that he, he gave more to his dad. Yeah. Um, he, he said something about, like, that just means, like, living more and being more in the moment and, um you know, appreciating what's right in front of you. And I feel like he's pouring yeah. that, that love into the kids now. Um, oh my like God, he's not I didn't make that connection, yeah. Yeah, he's not going to miss the opportunity to to love more where he Aww. can, you know? That's so I sweet. I thought it was beautiful. Yeah. I, um, I when have... I read that passage... Oh, oh yeah, no, you're good. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead, when you read that that thing about the dad, well, that made me, that brought up two things in my head. Um, one was this, um, this director of these movies, I really like these animated films. Um, his name's like uh, Miyazaki, and he's, he's had movies called like Spirited Away, was his like big one. Um, but I love his movies. There's these amazing animated movies about like, there's some about growing up, experiencing new things. But he said in his movies that he um, wants to, he, he brings like special attention to the little things in life, like um cleaning pans or like preparing food or like making your bed or something because uh he wanted to bring like an extra beauty or an extra joy to those things um 
because often he feels people will focus on like, oh my god, I, I can't wait to go on this vacation, or oh my god, I can't wait to go yeah. on this big trip, or like always looking forward to something. Um, but right. he said, and, and this is like a common quote, I think, but um, in his movies, you'll notice that people, that they, they do like take this extra uh, detail and pay like extra attention to these small things. Um, mm-hmm. And that quote, that uh, quote about, you know, what is loving life more, I kind of related it back to those movies in my head and um, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Um, and I and I love those movies. But um, then I kind of brought up, you texted me before about like, hey, Liana's friend asked this about like reading and, and being smarter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder if that's a question he him, may have asked himself because you kind of learn uh, in this first chapter that he, he said he w- wasn't like amazing in high school, right? like a like average C student. Um, yeah. And it wasn't until he read that book that he had this emotional connection. He was mm-hmm. like, wow, you know, this ink on a page made me feel something that's insane. Yeah. I've never felt anything like that before. And I feel like that's a pretty universal feeling. Um, yes. I know I felt that. I'm sure, I'm sure you have too. Oh, yeah. Constantly, um, I'm always searching for that feeling. Again yeah. Again. <laughs> yeah, and it's hard. And not, you know, um, I think that's maybe a part of the reason we... we love to teach other kids about that like you want other people to experience that feeling and mm-hmm. i i love that he was very open and kind of honest about that because i feel like so many people don't bring that up when you're learning about like he said like you know he didn't didn't care about shakespeare or whatever or like shakespeare is boring or whatever um yeah. so people it's like the people connect to these stories because they have there's like an emotional core to them or they bring up things or you reveal parts of yourself that you never knew about and right. uh he he named that so well and I, and I really like that. Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> um in the in the uh in the the forward um I thought that the forward was so well written like if if one of my kids wrote that I would be so proud of her. The way that she oh, wrapped yeah. it up was so beautiful. Yeah. Um but okay. This brought up some feelings for me. Um because he was talking about doing things like oh well she said that he like took her to like taught her how to drive and like um oh my god yeah i'm saying which every teacher wishes that they could do things like that with the kids right like of course yeah. you want you really truly start to love the kids that you work with i mean that you see them and you love them you see them and you're like oh these are my kids right and then you want to do so much for them but I really don't think in my school that I would be allowed to do stuff like that. That yeah, it's funny. I, I mean, the the kindergartners let me take them for driving lessons all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, like outside, you even outside of school, anything. Yeah. I can't. So I have an anecdote. Okay. Um, there was a um, there was uh, in one of my schools. I won't say which of the three. There was a teacher who molested the children okay i think that all of our if you've worked in as as a teacher for for a decent amount of time you're going to experience something you're going to experience you know a kid throwing a tantrum or throwing something at you or you know some really crazy family shit or like a gunman or like some something ridiculous is going to happen um and one of my schools had a teacher a male teacher who was molesting the children and doing really horrible, horrible things to them. Yeah. And he did it 
like once like one kid came out, so many kids came out and, you know, um, and then after that, our principal was, of course, for good reason, like super weary and like very on high yeah. alert all the time and wouldn't let we couldn't even be alone in a room, you wow. know, with yeah. without another adult. Um, with any number of students, because they, it, there were times where he had multiple kids at the same time. It wasn't even just that he was alone with one kid. It was like he was with multiple oh, kids at a time yeah. and still was able to manipulate their minds and, you know, do that to them in a group. And so we weren't even allowed to be alone in the same room without another adult with the kids. Um, they had like floating assistants and aides where we had to be with them. Right. Yeah. Um, and then I think like, um, in my school now we had a, a, a show and one of my kids, her mom never came to pick her up from the show. It was like a Christmas show and it was very late. Um, and this little girl was 12 years old and it was like 8 30 PM, nine o'clock. And I waited there with her for her mom. And her mom was like, oh, I'm going to send you an Uber. And the Uber never came. And Liana oh, wow. was with me. And we're there waiting and waiting and waiting. The school shut down. They closed the gates. Everybody left. Yeah. And I was like, I, she, she was asking me, can you bring me home? And I wanted to bring her home. But I was like, I don't, I, after what happened with that teacher, like, I, I'm just, I don't, outside of school, I don't want to put a kid in my car. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. So I called the principal and she was like, no, you can't take her home. And I was yeah. like, okay, but I can't leave her here. And I got right, go home. Yeah. Like, um, <laughs> and her mom wasn't answering after a while. And then I called the principal back and she was like, just, just drive her, but stay on FaceTime with me the whole time. Uh, so she let me drive her. And then, and the little girl was so she never forgot about it. She every she yeah. always was like, "Oh my God, you you drove me home. I thank you so much. Like, my mom loves you. She thinks you're an oh. angel." Um, and it's like, dude, that's the least I could have done, you know? Like, I I sure, would have. Yeah. And the, and it just makes me feel bad that I had to even go through all of that to bring her home. To but her, right, yeah. But the reality for a lot of teachers is that we, as we all want to do these things, but we all can't we don't have that access we can't do it in the same way so i think like it's a lot of what i took from his book was like taking what he's saying and and making it your own and doing it in the way that you can do it yeah you know what i mean like he talked later about like you know this girl he he took her to his house i think or they yeah with his family and had a birthday for her right but he also talks about how he had a birthday party in a classroom in this classroom for one of his kids, like a, like a surprise yeah. party. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's something that everybody can do. Right. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So it was, it was those things. And then like his PBLs, like just, he, he has like so many great ideas that you can take and kind of make your own. And I feel like it's such, it's a great story, but it's also like a really great resource, you know? Yeah, it's and I love that it's not like a hard. He says like you know this isn't going to be a book about like how how to teach you know how because there it. is there yeah. is no book that exists. Um, yeah. I did love that he said too like I want to write this because there he seems uh, he said like every teaching book he says uh, it feels like someone has written it who is not a teacher which 
feels yeah. very true because I've read a lot of mm-hmm. things. It's like there's no way that this person has taught. Right. Um, and then he said there, like, you know, someone had taught for like five minutes and then decided to write a book, um, mm-hmm. which is very interesting too. I mean, because you could tell, like, just by the amount of uh, experiences he lists in the first couple of chapters alone, that it's it's pretty authentic. Yes, um, and when he talks about, I'm sorry, when he talks about, when he was talking about the PBLs, yeah. and he talks about, you know, you get kind of bananas. Like, I know I have. Like, I've gone insane with PBLs. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I've, I've had, I've, I don't know if, if I've talked about this on here, but we were learning about, we were reading the book Night by Ellie Wiesel. Did I tell you guys, did I say this on here before? Uh, I believe and, so, yeah. um, Because it was this year, and we like, yeah, I told you, this year, because it was my first time teaching middle school, and I did, like, crazy shit with the younger kids, too, but middle school has been such a great experience, because you can do so much more with them, and so I would go fucking bananas with the PBLs, (laughs) like, we did, like, the, the wax museum, where the kids all turned into a character, and, like, let them just transform the classroom over and over again for every unit like <laughs> you're, this is this is your space we're gonna turn this into like can you hear me yes oh sorry i dropped my phone um <laughs> we're gonna turn this into like something totally different and he was talking about doing that and then what it feels like when admin comes in that's oh how you know God, it's real yeah. because yeah he absolutely talks about yep. admin coming in and you being like oh did I cross the line? Is it too much? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. do they hate me? Are we going to have a meeting after this? You know? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, um, that's very real. Yeah, that's so funny. And yeah, he was talking about, like, he made that that MLK project, like, his first time mm-hmm. there for those first. He spent, like, two weeks planning it or whatever, and then it, it kind of just, like, backfired on him. Um, yeah. And the, the NFL time where you have, like, two... I mean, this is maybe a little less true for for the kindergarten because we don't have like you know periods like like uh you guys do um yeah. but how there's like there was like two minutes left in the lesson but it felt like an eternity because he didn't know it yeah um yeah great those are those are true very relatable um it's very real yeah I, I, was, i'm excited to see where it goes in the next there was also chapters. um i'm sorry talking about like the because I took so much this was 20 pages okay this is yeah the first 20 pages and I'm thinking about like how I can reach my kids in a different way although I can't do the things that he's doing right and like how can I make more of an impact on them and how can I you know what are some more uh, because you know after remote learning started I started to feel like a shit teacher let's be honest I was like what am I actually doing for these kids I'm not really like reaching them like I used to. And this reminded me of all the amazing things that I was able to do in the classroom. Like I got my evaluation recently and the, and the principal gave me all like perfect scores across (laughs) like, and I was like, why did she do this? I really honestly (laughs) had to think like, did she just get lazy? Because I, I felt so disconnected from my position and from my kids in when we started remote learning. learning. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then this book reminded me, like, this is why she did that. Because she, every time she came into my room, my kids were doing things like this. You know, they were yeah. out of their seats and researching for themselves and, like, deep diving into things. And I, I, yeah, and I forgot about that for a while. And then yeah. I was getting so many more ideas, like, just reading this, thinking, like, oh, next year, you know, because I get to choose um, the books that we're going to read. And... I chose some different ones for next year. And I was just thinking like, oh man, you know, what, what are we going to do next? And then he talked a little bit about bullying too. And 
it made me reflect on how I handled a bully. Um, like he talked about um, a boy who was a target and how he um, he called on, you know, some of the other kids who were more popular and, you know, known to be tough to look out for him and to just, you know, acknowledge him when they saw him or like, you know, t- said that he was off limits. Right. And I thought, you know, I had some kind of serious bullying situations at the beginning of the year. And I, I feel like I, I handled them. I handled them in my way, which was fine and it was effective. But I never thought about doing that. And it's such a simple thing. But oh, I, yeah. never, I never thought about asking the more popular kids because they would. They would. I have great <laughs> relationships with a lot of the kids. And I know I was I instantly started thinking about the ones that I could call on, you know. Right. Yeah. And um, and they're going to be there next year. So I was like, you know, this is something that I can that I can do. And he's not saying it in a way that's like, oh, you should or this is a great tip. He's just giving his stories. And yeah. um, and there's just so much to take from it. I'm so excited for the rest of this. <laughs> no, it's so too. good. And we'll maybe, maybe dedicate the, re- the podcast to just or the whole podcast <laughs> next time. To the book. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it is so because each I mean each story resonates and then brings up your own personal memories, you know, and there's there's a lot to go off on just from yeah. that. Yeah. Um, it brings up the memories and then it makes you think about like the future and what what you can do. Yeah. He like he talked about that YouTube page and I immediately started thinking about like, man, I should integrate that into even for the kindergarten kids. Like it'd be cool to yeah. do some like complimentary YouTube things that can maybe look up at home or, or their parents can look up at home, you know? Yeah. Um That'd be so much fun. So we it's do like so a, we we use a lot of like songs and stuff. I we I, I'm sure I'm sure we talked about Jack Hartman on this channel. We use him a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah but he's fun to do some newer things too. You know. Uh, mm-hmm. That'd be so much fun. But yeah, uh, a lot to a lot to go through. But yeah, so shout I'm, out to I'm CJ really Reynolds. Huge <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like he, yeah. In case you were wondering, these two teachers yeah. approve. <laughs> we love CJ Reynolds. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> so great yeah um, yeah I'm, I'm, it's a good read if anybody's looking for something to read this summer yeah and read along with us so i guess next week we'll probably be talking about three chapter three and four yeah safe to say yes yeah, so if you can catch up you can join the catch conversation up. yeah um yeah i think that's uh do you, do you feel good ending it there yeah all right well i think we, i mean this this felt like a big episode i'm, I'm excited it did. We, we talked about <laughs> a lot of good stuff yeah we'll we make did. someone smart don't put people down and it's beautiful books Be- to read. Yeah. <laughs> so great. Um, My favorite things. Yeah. Super exciting. And um, shout out to uh, our super Instagram page. Check it out. If you haven't, it's been blown up. It's huge. At, <laughs> uh, Amanda's been like amazing uh, with these posts. Like seriously, check it out. They're so cool. Um, and also, oh, you know, tell like, them about your Monday. Oh my god, Mike, Mike Art Mondays. It's funny, I recorded that video a couple times and I kept messing up what it was called. I was like, welcome to Art with Mike on Monday. With Mike like, on- <laughs> <laughs> That's not what it's called. Um, yeah, we started this Monday. Uh, Monday Art with Mike. And I started um, doing a Spider-Man tutorial because he, he's my favorite. In the video, I tell you he's my favorite character. But if you've been listening to the podcast, you know he's my favorite. Um and we go over how to draw like uh, it's called like a bus, like his his head, his shoulders and his neck. Um, and it was a little janky because I was kind of figuring out how to film it and draw at the same time. But for the next one, next Monday, oh, it's going to be we got something good cooked up. 
You don't even know about this, Amanda. It's like new. Uh, Chrissy showed me. My girlfriend showed me this really cool way to record how I'm drawing at the same time. It's gonna be good. Uh, this oh one God, was good so too, excited. though. But uh, it was. It was. A, I mean, Spider-Man's uh, classic uh, for you. Yeah, Spider-Man's classic. I hope uh, people enjoyed it. Maybe drew their own Spideys. Maybe not. Um, but that's okay because every Monday it's gonna be a new character. And yes. if people have like requests or um, yeah recommendations, hit us up. That'd be great. But yeah, yeah check it out it. every Monday. It's on our Instagram. Um, it's a couple minutes long, and hopefully it helps. It was a lot of fun to do, so I, I can't wait to do the next one too. Yeah, and you can also find Amanda recommends on there, which are book recommendations from me. Well, um, so yeah, so I talk about <laughs> like, but I don't have a day for it though. But that's fine. Um, it's just random. It's because I'm always reading something. So there's no um, day that starts with. Oh wait, no. I was gonna say, but art doesn't. There's no day of the week that starts with A anyway. But Mike starts with Monday. Oh, that's what it is. Yes, Amanda. Yeah. Oh, there's no day that starts with A. There's nothing. It's fine because I don't want to be boxed in. So exactly. Yeah, it could be any day <laughs> of the week. Fine. It's a surprise. Any day of the week. I'm I'm like inspired by a book. I'm just putting it up. Boom. Boom. So um, I so far there is a book for um preschool age group, so Emmy's age, and then a book for my older daughter's age so middle school and then you have some adult books and then i put up um cj reynolds books so some teaching books and then we have some latinx books on there because you know we need to rep the culture so um yeah so you'll find those on there too so fun this instagram page is like the best it's lit you also get to see um mike with like a really fun dog and you get to see (laughs) us guys you get to see what we look like and uh, you can see my kids. My kids are on there too. They make some cameos. Like it just for the <laughs> to, to rep Emmy and Liana. Amazing. Emmy and Lily. And then <laughs> there's also what else is on there? You're drawing from. You get a sneak peek of our children's book that's coming out. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. One of the that's pages on there. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, Instagram is it, lit. Give it a like or yeah, on Instagram it's follow. Right. Give us a follow. Okay. Um, and yeah, check us out. Our our podcast going up every Tuesday. Um, and going yeah. up on a Tuesday. Going up on a Tuesday. That's not a song, but we should make that it. That is one. a song. No, it is. It is yeah. going up on a Tuesday. No yeah, way. Yeah, it's a rap song. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Oh man. All right, cool. That should that'll be so- the theme song for this week. <laughs> <laughs> Love uh, it. Yeah. Well, as always, thank you for listening. Um, be sure to check us out again next Tuesday. Uh, check out the Instagram at ChCast, right? It's C-H-Cast. Um, mm-hmm. And you guys are the best. And as always, stay positive. Or Got the club going up on the Tuesday. Got your girl in the color she chooses. Club going up on the Tuesday. Got your girl in the color she chooses. Club.